When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. St. Louis Cathedral is sinking and needs major repairs. Gail Benson is making plans to save it. By charging us more for our tickets. What's up, Houdat Nation? And welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast. Was that a dog? <laughs> What's up, Houdat Nation, and thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. And before we begin this episode, I want to remind you all to tune in to our Facebook live stream draft night party. We are going to be live for the entire first round of the NFL draft. As is, of course, the tradition. And as usual, uh, we're going to bring in any listeners onto the show. If you are tuned in and you have the desire to hop on, all you got to do is show up. And we'll see if we can make it work. Uh, We will be, that is uh, Thursday, April 20. I don't know the date offhand, even though Wesley says it every week. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but it is Thursday night of the draft. Might Uh, be April 27th. April 27th. That's it. I don't even know what day today is. Okay. (laughs) It's been a long week. I've just gotten back. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. Tune in for that. Uh, How do you like the new intro? Are you asking the dog people listening or us? Yeah. You. Well, was, I can't was there hear a dog the barking? feedback. You could, what was the dog what? It was there a dog barking? It definitely it sounded like, like there was a dog barking. It did sound like a dog. but this so It definitely that, wasn't my dogs because I was on mute. <laughs> it was a big dog. No, that, that intro is, is mandated by our, our new network. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's not mandated, but I'm not kidding about the new network. And so that is the first order of business that we'll talk about on this week's episode. But first, let's see who we have. We have Wesley, James, and Jason. We have a full house. Welcome, everybody. How you, How was your Easter? It was a great Masters weekend. That's right. Go John Rom. Did he win? He won, and I won money. So. There you go. Go Jason, then. It was a good week for America and therefore the world. <laughs> Don Rom Spanish. Still a good room. Oh, he was. Also a good day for America. But he was playing for America, right? He was playing for this America, and that's for sure. He was playing for Miss America? <laughs> Something like that. He's going to be playing for that. America in September. So yeah. would they, did they let Lumberjacks in to the Masters this year? They kind of snuck in and out, and nobody realized the tree had fallen. Did, did anybody get hurt? No. Surprisingly, no. That was yeah. wild. I, I would so assume that everybody stunt. heard the tree cracking because it's quite loud when a tree's about to fall down and got the hell out of the way. So my mom was actually there on the hill on the side of 16. She saw the tree fall. Oh, what did she what? say? She said, the tree fell. <laughs> if a tree fell in the woods at Augusta, does anybody hear it? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, this is not a master's podcast, so let's get to it. So, yeah, so we do have a bit of an announcement to make. If you haven't figured it out by now, because we've already changed our logo and we've kind of, I think, talked a little bit about here and there. We've some some of our tweets and you've noticed some ads have been playing on the pre-roll 
and the outro after the outro for the podcast. We are now the proud official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network. Yay! Woohoo! So, but what does it uh, all mean, Basil? Yeah, what does it mean? It means that the Joan Patrol podcast has sold out. No, we are. <laughs> I will say we have always maintained that we would never ask our listeners for donations, but that we would sell out for advertising. But in reality, we were reached out a couple of weeks ago uh, by to we were reached out to. You got by, that? better, yeah. better. They <laughs> we have to have proper grammar now. That, I know, right? Uh, we were reached out to by the uh, the network saying that they were, you know, they wanted to invite us to be a part of it. They're going to have one official podcast from each of the NFL teams. The network's actually going to be bigger than the NFL as well. It's going to be all major sports, uh, and so. Yeah, we are the proud I'm, members. I'm, Wesley, I'm, you have something you want to... Well, I'm paraphrasing, but I believe what he said was something to the tune of he had listened to every single Saints podcast out there, and we were the only ones that he thought would represent the uh, the network properly. That's right. He, I think that that's is a, That's not a joke. That is a direct quote. Those, those were his words. Yeah, he literally said that. And we asked him if we could get him to... We could record him saying that. So <laughs> you tricked me into saying that you better not tell anybody. <laughs> Can you read this teleprompter, please? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So we're, you know, our goal is to produce more content for you all. Uh, again, like you've seen us kind of test some of the things over the last couple of weeks where we posted multiple shorter episodes. And if you like that, obviously we'll continue to do that. You will notice ads in the Dome Patrol podcast episodes. Uh, they will definitely play at the beginning and at the end of each episode, as most podcast advertising does. And then if an episode exceeds a certain number of minutes, they'll have ads in the middle of the episode. And we'll try to let you know when those are coming. So uh, anything Just to share my commitment, I have quit my job. Um, I will be available 24-7 for Saints podcasting. <laughs> um, so, uh, just to, to make sure that we're able to do proper research and put out, uh, the, the right amount of uh, content to keep right. our listeners happy and engaged. That's it. And if you do want to listen to all, more shows on the network, one, you can follow the network on Twitter at F F S N underscore N F L. So that's the fans first sports network NFL. And then from there, They'll tag other teams. You can also find the network on any of your major podcast apps. There's, I believe they're creating, if they haven't already created a YouTube channel, we'll have some pod, some content up there as well. Whenever we, maybe we'll take some of our live stream from the draft content. Because uh, they did say that uh, we can still be ourselves. We don't have to change who we are. So you're going to still get the same Don't Patrol podcast. Yeah, we, we completely covered with them in all bases, making sure we didn't change. So we can still say fuck, shit, cock, balls. Um, all of that's still still on the table. Um, nothing's gonna change. Fuck Canada. Hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> we can even play that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then you know the other benefits it's gonna get us is say for example next year whenever we play uh, you know certain teams we do Saints preview we'll be able to invite hosts of the other network podcasts to guests on our show will be guests on their show so we'll get a little bit i like that because it'll you know when we sit there sometimes we're like so how are we going to beat kansas city and we're all like yeah score more points i guess we can actually get somebody who hosts the kansas city podcast on the fans for sports network and he can kind of talk about it and then give us their impression of the saints whenever you know from there which is of course they sweat us they all do 
will they pick their team to win all the time like we do? Oh, that'll be interesting. I don't think so. If they're playing against the Saints, no, it's only me that does that. Well, yeah, will they? Will they have a James? I mean, are they going to have British uh, <laughs> foreigners on their uh, podcast as well? I don't know. I'll, it'll be cute. James, you may be the only British member of the FFSN Trailblazer. <laughs> Once again, the New Orleans Saints and the Dome Patrol Podcast. We have been reached out over the years. We reached out to by over the years. <laughs> Man, you really but, struggle with that. With that I'm, sentence getting out, huh? Well, it is a weird thing. Like you've been reached out to, no, reached you, out. You've been reached around. To be fair, like we've we've had. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we've had sponsors on other networks reach out, and we've just basically blown them off or said no way. And even when FFS well, wasn't the right reached fit. out, mm-hmm. we I I sent him an email and said yeah, and we just ignored it for a while. Then he reached back out and he's like, hey, I really don't want to move on to another, asking another Saints podcast, but if y'all aren't going to respond or if you don't want to, like, please let me know, like. I mean, it's something we were definitely, um, you know, didn't take lightly to yeah. to, to make a change. And I mean, again, he reached out to us. That's a how of we times. knew he was not, you know, he was, yeah, a, this- he was, they were serious and B, it, you know, cause sometimes when you get reached out to by networks, nailed it kind of question, got it they got it. I was going to say it as many times until I got Fifth it. Time's a charm, right? First try. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, Andy Dalton. So usually you're looking at it and there's an angle for them and, you know, they might want you to pay to be a part of the network or they might want you to help sell advertising. They might want something this, that, and it's more for them than it is you. This is truly a network that is, and what do we say? Fans first, right? And so all the other podcasts are like us from the other teams where it's fans. It's not your professional media personalities uh, giving uh, the the talking points that are issued to them by the team. So anyway, yeah, welcome. And if you are coming over from any, another team uh, listening because you heard about us from the Fans First Sports Network, welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast. Back welcome, up. and your team sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, <laughs> we'll talk about the uh, the owners' <laughs> meetings <laughs> and how the other. Uh, I I actually do want to have a a pre season kickoff show like we used to do back you know we would bring in the giant crossover where where i hug the toilet yeah where i think maybe if we can pull together a bunch of hosts from the other podcasts that might be nfc south at least i reckon i I don't know if i want to be friends with them yet so you don't you don't have to be friends with them you just have to be cordial (laughs) well in our big do you really want to do a show with the nfc south whatever during the big meeting we were having, everybody was just shitting on the Cowboys and just like yeah. the guy's like, seriously, why is everybody attacking me? And then everybody was like, well, <laughs> so that is one thing that unifies all NFL fans. And that is hatred for the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Uh, let's see. Last week. Thank you all for uh, covering for me while I was out traveling for work. And I know you all did talk about some of the uh, team needs that are remaining as we go into the draft. How about we talk a little bit about so your draft strategy? Where you in charge? What do you want the Saints to do? And y'all kind of hinted on Saints always make a move, trade up, do something, whatever. A, do you expect the Saints to make a trade to get a higher pick, and or do you want the Saints to do that? I don't want to trade up at all. I'm tired He's of trading. Happy up. to sit at twenty. 20- yep. Nine, whatever nine, nine. It, it you know whatever it takes it, it gives me an extra 45 minutes to an hour to keep drinking for the drinking show so i like that and i just we have too many needs to to throw away picks i'm tired of throwing away draft picks 
you need as many as possible. So that that's my thought. I I do want to draft three times in the first seventy five picks. Yes. Um. Now, I I I just can't see the Saints staying at twenty nine. Um. I really don't want us moving up. I mean, unless there's something special happening, a top ten player that falls to nineteen or twenty. I really don't want us moving up above twenty five, something like that. Um. I just I don't want to. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about. 29 and 40 together can get you to like 13 or 29 and 71 together to can get you to 20 or 21. I really, if I, I'm okay with trading up from 29. I don't really want to lose 40 and 71. I, I want three picks in the first 75. I think we need it. Um, that 29 and 40, we need people that can compete for starting jobs at some positions. And then the, the, the second, third and fourth round, like there's some really good running backs you can get still at the, the third and fourth round. Um, there's some good tight ends that you can get that you can build for later, some good linebackers and special team players that you know are going to be able to contribute somewhere. I just I'd, I'd really like us to to keep three picks in the first 75, um, whatever that takes. It yeah, increases I don't, your odds of hitting. Without that being our only three draft picks. <laughs> right, James. Well, I, I don't see us moving up in the first round. Um, you know, it, the Saints are going to move up at some point for somebody, but I'd rather it was later like like wesley said take those first three picks in the first 75 and get three good players who can potentially contribute immediately yep you know every, everybody keeps saying that you know the saints they're not a young team they're not a young team the core of the team is quite old we need some young cheap players who can potentially come in and contribute immediately. Well, and that's a question, right? So you stay with the later pick in the first round, you're going to get a, a better value maybe with your, your three picks rather than if you trade it up. And then it's kind of like you get that situation where if the player doesn't come in and is an instant hit, he's a disappointment, right? And we don't want another Davenport, do we? Well, we don't no. want another Peyton Turner. We have another Davenport. Or that, right? Peyton Turner. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So other types of uh, or draft strategy questions, I guess, is if you stick with what you have in those three picks, and we are we actually helping our future salary cap situations where like this year we've gotten in a better spot I mean, obviously the Saints don't want to be in the situation where they're constantly having to chip away at like a $50 million overage every year and you're building this team. Was that a wave, Jason, like you've got something to say or were you saying, oh, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what? so what positions do you feel like we need to fortify with young talent so that a future big contract doesn't kill us? You, I mean, well, there, there's one of two things. Just about everywhere you can say you either need to fortify it because, one, we just don't have a backup right now, or two, because of age or somebody like let's if Michael Thomas has the year that we hope he has this year, well, he then gets a three-year, seventy-five million-dollar deal that we probably can't be a part of. I mean, that's that that's a that becomes a really if Michael Thomas turn returns and is Michael Thomas and has a 115 catches and 1300 yards and 12 touchdowns somebody's paying him over 20 million dollars a year for three or four years regardless of what he's how he's been injured the last three years he's he's back 
can the saints do that? So, I mean, it's talked about the saints need to have a, we need to get a possession receiver that can play this year. If Michael Thomas can't play and stays injured, but you also need one for if Michael Thomas has a great year and isn't here a year from now, but you can do that at every position. Kamara is going to miss games. We need a running back. We don't have the depth on the defensive line. We have two linebackers. One of them has been injured his two years in the league. The other one is one of the oldest starting linebackers in the NFL. Um, our safeties are pretty old. Um, we've got them under contract for a couple of years, but Matthew and May are older safeties. May's probably going to miss some time. Yep. Um, cornerback, I feel good about, but I mean, would you? But we always say you never have too many cornerbacks. Juwan Johnson's our only tight end that's worth anything. I mean, Adam Troutman's, I mean, I, I don't even know if he's going to make the team this year if we can get some sort of decent late-round tight end, but tight ends take years to develop. So you want a tight end that's going to play two years from now when Juwan Johnson's contract's up? You need to draft him this year because it's going to take time for him to learn to do I block and what kind of routes they'll run. Tight ends in college do really elementary stuff and don't really learn how to play NFL tight end at all. So – I mean, there's not really a position that you can just say like, oh, and, and then offensive line can, I mean, nobody's gonna be mad if we go out and just start drafting offensive linemen. I mean, no. it's, it's, I mean, I don't I mean, feel great yeah, like, about any of that. Everybody, right. Fan, I, I feel like fans, maybe because we've done it a lot lately, we're getting a little more used to that, but I do I get a little aggravated when fans get pissed off when you draft the lineman because they want the flashy skill position draft experience. My, my th- my three that like we had a game next week, we need a defensive lineman, a defensive end, and we need a running back. Like right now, immediately, you've like, got to have like we like can't. Those are the three you have to address. Yeah, yeah. Those are three that just in, with everything else. If nobody gets injured, we've got a team. Those three positions like we need we need players at them. Yeah, that's probably where we're the lightest in terms of in terms of depth and rotation pieces. I mean, I, I would like to draft another offensive lineman too because we know Pete's going to have his inevitable injury. And well, you can go across the line, can't you? Penning injured, Pete injured, McCoy injured, Ruiz injured, Ramchek injured all last season. All the missed Pete, games with and, injuries. And Pete and Ruiz are not under contract after the season. Nope. I mean, and everybody else is getting older. I mean, McCoy's the one guy I feel really good about. I think, I think Hurst is the only lineman who didn't get injured last year. Yeah, so again, it's just another reason to not trade up and wait and throw away draft picks because we need all these draft picks. We need players. That's really what it comes down to for me. So ideally, I'd love to draft down. I know that's not what the Saints do, and they probably no. won't do it. But man, if we could go from 29 to 35. 35. Go down to and, 35 and pick up a, a, and, another like number 50. Yeah, or like, yeah, 50, yeah, 60, something with, like that. Because then you know, five into top 75. Right, because then it, it'll allow you to get your running back in that spot you can draft probably an offensive lineman in that spot. It'll still allow you to take a defensive tackle at 35. They'll, they'll be a good wide receiver. I mean, at 29, you could, and then this is the different Jeff. I mean, at, at 29, you could probably get maybe one of the best running backs to ever come into the draft. I mean, there's a, there's a chance that Bijan is there. If Bijan's not the number two running back will be available at 29. Whoever's whoever, good, right? Whoever you want to debate that is the number two running back is available at 29. Well, or you can get the, the fifth best defensive end. <laughs> I mean, who who we've seen what the late round defensive end looks like. He's a you don't know if he's ever going to play a meaningful snap in the NFL. So I mean, the, so do you want to draft the the best the best or number two running back in the NFL or in the draft or Peyton Turner again? 
And I mean, I'm just saying that as an example, because it's going to be a risk with those defensive ends. I know. I know. So, <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. That defensive end is way more valuable if he hits. It's not even close. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and that's, and that's that's part of the gamble is, is will somebody. And the other thing is it? in the fourth round, we can still get a running back that can come in and play this year and contribute. So it's, yeah. kind of, it's I mean, it's all over the place is what you what you want to well, do. So and and Sean Payton was famous for the, the strategy of you've got like, here's my top X number of players, regardless of position, whenever we get there, if they're on the board, it doesn't matter what the team needs. At the, like you said, like you're talking about DL, defensive end and running back that you might look at it and say, yeah, when our first selection comes up, it might be the better value, you know, combined value that relative to position and rank that you have them at. And that's who you're going to take out of those three positions versus what if they have a player that they like a receiver at that time that is ranked higher than these three guys. Are you going to be mad if they go with the receiver or, you know, the position that you you actually don't have as big of a need for, but he was a higher rank across the board. Right. In the past, I would say, yes, that's what they'll do. But there's so many glaring needs that this team, I think, well, if there's so many glaring needs, then to, that's almost it could that's be an endorsement argued. of best player available, no matter right. what, because regardless right. of position. I, I I think two things. I mean, and yeah, but I if think the best the player state... available is a cornerback. You're not going to take a cornerback, I... are you? I don't think. No, or I, are you? I, Why not? I, I would not. What about I mean, safety? I, no. To to me, to me, defensive line is the most important position. Okay, so, so then I, you're I, going with that. Strategy. Fortunately, think- I'm going with Peyton Turner again. <laughs> Perfect. Are you I mean, tra- but, but you're not trading up for it. Well, right. hopefully not. But we all know the Saints. You know they're you know that's what they're going to do. They're going to find a defensive end or a defensive tackle that they like. They're going to be scared that he's going to get drafted. They're going to move up five or six spots to get him. It's going to happen. I, I think that the Saints will stay with drafting what they have best player available. I think the change on that is that in the past we've done the best player available according to Sean Payton. And sometimes that best player available is just the way he feels, not necessarily anything to do with what the players put on tape. Um, I think that this year we will draft best player available according to what the player has done um, on the field. Um, And then I think one thing I think will change is I think we should, we, we will end up drafting some people outside of our normal parameters. We've had these parameters of we draft defensive ends that are over six foot six and over 260 pounds. And we draft these defensive linemen that are over six foot four, but over 290. I think we could do some differences this year um, with some different athletic people, some maybe somebody that's not as tall, um, a speed rusher. I, I think I could see them doing, uh, doing some things, maybe a linebacker that's not as tall or as big as what we've looked at in the past. There might be a linebacker that's six one or six two that gets gets drafted by the saints, maybe a receiver. That's not six foot one. Um, I think that they could go a little bit outside the box on some of that, um, of what, what's been typical for the saints. Cause we've had these like measurements. If you don't meet this measurement, you're just, you just can't be on our team. I think that so, could change this year. Well, okay. So, right. So then that would be the, the strategy of right. You're, you're drafting guys 
based on like, yeah, RAS score or, you know, all the statistics that are on paper versus another direction that you go in. And and I think some something we might need to be prepared for is if they do draft a position that you're like, well, that wasn't a position of need. It might not necessarily be a position of need for a player to be a starter, but maybe a specific thing that the team wants to get better at. So if we're good at rushing the ball, for example, but we're not good at third and short conversions, then they might draft a guy. And maybe this is a later round strategy, not your first pick strategy, but you draft a guy that's going to help with that specific stat line. So you want to draft a fullback in the first round? No, I said not in the first round. I said later. Only rounds. if he's ironhead. Second round. <laughs> yeah, so the third pick <laughs> of the second round. So no, but you see what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's another thing that team or fans are gonna maybe overreact in a negative way to a position. Um, it's almost like draft bold predictions sure to go wrong, right? So the Saints at some point in this year's draft are gonna draft somebody that fans are gonna be like, oh, well, he's not some kind of jack of all trade or like, you know what I mean? Like they're looking at a player that's going to be a universal all-star. And if it's not going to be a universal all-star, then it's a terrible pick. And they should have just drafted all universal all-stars. I feel like you're attacking Jason right now. And he's right there. He can defend himself. You don't need to be going after him. So I'm not attacking Jason's. This is actually, this is, this is actually the complete opposite of what I do. That's, that's the problem with, with mock drafting is because people, People do mock drafts and they get attached to these players who 99% of them will never be a saint. So I, feel I like never you're do mock drafts. James I, and Wesley, and they're right there. <laughs> exactly. They're right there. I mean, Jeff, what are you doing, Jeff? Oh, I'm they're right it. there. <laughs> I mock mean, drafts are fun. Have they're the too? worst. They are, I know y'all are going to do it. Mock drafts are the fucking worst. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah. For those of you who, who for listeners who enjoy Jason, mock we drafts, need your, we need your download. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll download it. I just I may listen and curse at it because it's dumb. <laughs> and then we'll do a show on that. Yeah. And then Jason, yeah, the, it's do a show Jason on my on my reaction. Show. Yeah. But yeah. Uh so you, James, you and Wesley are gonna do a separate mock draft episode, right? Are, are you gonna do a mock draft on the episode? Or are you just gonna talk about the players we're, no, that we're your gonna, mock drafts? We're gonna do a mock dra- draft live on the yep. episode and discuss who players want, and then we'll we'll both make our own picks. We're not gonna have to agree. We'll do our own drafts, and then at the end, we'll talk about who we who we drafted and what kind of team that builds. Okay, I can't wait to not. Listen. And then we'll we'll then we'll both Jason endorsed that them. We, Then we both declare that we would win the Super Bowl. The Saints would only have us in the war room to yes. actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then will you get so uh, uh, dedicated to the players that your mock draft picked? That you're going to be upset on draft night if they, it doesn't so, happen the exact way that you scripted it. So, so I think last Are, year is your both... mock draft going to also have like where the Jets trade with the Chiefs or something? Are you doing all that too? Because you have to, right? Realistic, right? No, I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe there's going to be trades or things like that in it. When you all. say about getting linked to players, I think both Wesley and I last year when we were doing all of our mock drafts that we kept posting in the group and you all kept ignoring, I think we nailed most of the time Chris Olave and Trevor Penning as the picks for the Saints. Wesley, correct me if I'm wrong there. No, but we did, uh, and we both wanted Damian Harris to be our. Or, or not, or Damian Pierce to be our running back, which yep. everybody looking back wishes we had been calling the drafts. So there you go. Okay. Um, other things that the Saints might need to consider, and I guess you two should consider for your mock drafts, 
are what changes did the other NFC South teams make to their teams this year? And is there a way that the Saints can draft to address that? So, I mean, maybe you don't need as many uh, players in the the secondary because all the quarterbacks in the NFC South are going to suck, aside from the Saints quarterback. (laughs) <laughs> like where are the the bucks the panthers and the falcons investing their team building are we do we know that have we paid close attention well to i'm that? not really sure the bucks have done anything apart from sign baker mayfield to be called yeah. back um and they lost uh your boy from lsu fournette right didn't leonard fournette well, yeah, they, well he's still a free agent i think yeah to be fair the other three teams in our division are kind of punting on 2023 to be a rebuilding year. Like there was an article. Beating them already. There's an article I saw. There's an article I saw come out today saying that it looks pretty obvious that the Bucks are doing everything they can to get the number one draft pick next year. Like they are, they are doing what the it was the comparing what the Colts did when Manning left, so that they could get Andrew Luck to what the Bucks are doing once Brady left, and it's pretty similar. So they're getting their finances in order as well and yeah i mean they're they're i mean atlanta's eating their big hit from losing matt ryan again none of them seem really trying like they're trying to get a quarterback um they're they're all pretty young i, I mean it's i mean i i think that if the saints are at all discussing what the other three teams are doing and it's letting them affect their draft strategy then we're being quite stupid um we right now like are the leader of this division again and need to improve our team and assert dominance over this division. And then, I mean, yeah, holding them down and crushing them is going to give them a better draft pick next year. But I think we make it not matter. Um, the Panthers are gonna get a young quarterback, but they've traded a lot to, to get that quarterback and it's going to affect that they're, they can have a terrible year this year. And they're not going to have a first round pick next year. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some, uh, I mean, it's set up for the saints to do well in 2023, but I don't know, I mean, how quick of a turnaround these other teams are, are looking like they can do because they have to nail the quarterback aspect, which we've seen how many times you know, top five picks don't work out as quarterbacks. The Panthers have gone big for a quarterback this year, and I'm not sure there's a standout must-have. Yeah, that Yeah, they, 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 what, what is their... I mean, we need to get the Panthers guy from the FFSN to come on our show and explain to us what are they thinking... I, I it's I would if I'm a fan of theirs and they traded all of that stuff to get the number one pick and then four hours later make it known the picks available because we like multiple people. I'm no, you gotta make this trade because you are absolutely in love with there's one of those guys. One of Right. Uh, like they four, should already the, have the top, four, the top four quarterbacks, you're lucky if any of them are any good in the NFL. And you're telling me you're oh, we're okay with any of those. What are you talking? You've got to have one of those guys. You're like one of those guys right. is going to be. Why good. wouldn't you have traded for the second or third or what, fourth yeah, pick and given up less? Because now you're going to get that quarterback, but he's got nobody to throw to. Which it's I mean, so weird. I mean, I'm happy about it, but yeah, it's quite interesting. And then the the other thing we need to think about is whenever we do get to a pick, and let's say you've got two defensive ends that you can choose from, and it's kind of a this or that not really that much of a difference, then they might just take the guy who has an agent uh, that they like to work with better. 
You know, I mean, these are extra little nuancey type things that go into that breaks the tie or it's it you lean in one direction and you make that pick for a player. And I'm going to hope that whoever's making that, like, that decision has way more attention to detail than any of us to where we're when we go, eh, there's not a big of a difference. Those guys, somebody knows what we're talking about. We're looking go, hold on a minute. One of those guys is an all pro possibility with this kind of ceiling. The other guy, well, what if they is, both is, are, well, I, I hope not. And not at not at this not this low in the draft. Like I, I agree with that when you're in the top five, but okay. If, yeah. if we get to the t- the 29th pick and there's not massive jumps between like you got one guy, this guy we had it rated 13th. I have no idea why he's available at 29. We, we've seen that the Saints have done that where they're like um where we had no idea why there was people still gonna be available that we that we had on our board way higher. Hopefully by 29, that's kind of worked itself out. Yeah. <laughs> And Marshawn Lattimore is the example of that, isn't it? They did not expect him to be available at 11 when we picked him. Right. That's a nice surprise. So the other thing that the Saints are also known for is drafting guys that are very fragile. Who They, they don't like a player who could play 16 games. Fragile. Unless it's Italian. <laughs> 17, 17 games either, Jeff. Or the, well, back, I'm talking about back then when it was 16. Yeah, that's... How many years is it going to take me to get used to the fact that we play 17 games? More more than it's already been. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take 17 years for that. <laughs> All right. So uh, that and then. Well, then it'll so- change to 18, 18 <laughs> games as soon as you get it. <laughs> right. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, and that, yeah, the NFL will be playing games in Kenya or something as part of NFL Africa, which is a real thing that the NFL Africa, they are investing in. Uh, bringing the I don't think they're bringing any games over there, but they're starting NFL flag football and whatnot in Kenya. That was just announced last week, this week, something like that. There's your extra yes, NFL reach are. around news. They're going to play a game there. No, no, no. Oh, there they are. Oh, okay. They are starting okay. to invest in who uh, Africa as a continent to see what they can do there. Wow, they're everywhere. I tell you. All right, so uh, any final thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I'm excited about the draft. It's only a couple of weeks away. I'm uh, really excited to actually get to it. It's been weird. I think that um, actually someone I know asked me today is like, you know, it didn't seem like there's that much buzz going on. Like some of the stuff they're posting is not getting tons of traction they, um, the with, NFL. with the draft this year. Like they're saying that Saints fans don't seem to be super excited about the draft. And I just told him, I was like, listen, I said, I think that there's not the average NFL fan doesn't know 29 college football players that don't play for their favorite team. Right. And so if you, if you've got like a top 10 or 12 draft pick, you're like, okay, I can look at the top 15 people and pick one out of that. Nobody, nobody's just a random saints fan is figuring out who the top 30 people are. And, Oh, we might get one of them. Well, you know, that uh, offensive I mean, lineman from Appalachian state, right. <laughs> I've so, got I mean, my eye on him since 2000. There, there's just none of that happened. I think that, and also we had our big moves and like the car and the Michael Thomas stuff is huge. But as I think, if again, I think if it was a top 15 pick, there'd be a lot of saints yeah. talking about it. Cause I mean, anybody can go research the top 15 people and go, we're getting one of those guys. Nobody, nobody wants to pick 30 guys oh, when they got their pick. <laughs> yeah. The pick is in. Right. Got that ready, huh? Yep. So I, yeah, I, I feel like I agree, Wesley. I think maybe the A, we're late. So there's not, you don't know who, who to be excited about. And then the other side of that is, I think a lot of people are looking at our roster saying like the starters are in position. So anybody that they draft, who, like what position are they going to draft where the guy's going to come in and be the starter? 
And I, I think fans are looking at it like, well, we don't have, we don't need any starters. We just need depth. And that's not as sexy, which I'm sorry with the saints and our injury history. <laughs> depth is very, very sexy. <laughs> so James, final thought. Uh, just like Wesley, the, the draft is, is coming up. Looking forward to it. Um, Looking forward to recording our mock draft. I know that you're not really, but yeah, I've, we've never done one before properly. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that one should be a good show. I'm happy for the people who, I mean, there's there's clearly a market for mock drafts. I'm not in it, but that doesn't mean that I don't respect it. You know, it is a, it is a good way. Like I'm looking forward to listening to it, YouTube do it because it's a good way to learn about players to Wesley's point. I don't know all these college players that are coming in. You do the mock draft to learn enough about them so that whenever your guy does come in, it is somebody that you've heard about. So good on you for doing that. Jason, final thoughts. Um, So the Pelicans made the play-in. They've got the play-in game. They made the nine seed, so they have the play-in game Wednesday night. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I do. They, well, I kind of, they may win Wednesday. I don't know that they're going to win Friday. I'm, I'll be honest, they can't hurt me anymore this season, so I'm kind of ready just for the season to be over because it was – they, the season really should have been better than it was. And I, I feel like I say it every year, but something something with this organization is just off and they need to fix it because I'm getting tired. All right, so, Jason, are you like – so we're this is kind of me and I think me and you talked about a couple weeks ago that we were fearful of it is this is the same thing as before is – Zion, apparently what we're hearing is his hamstring. It's the hamstring itself is healthy, but now Zion has just decided that he can't do any exercise or eat a decent diet while he's injured. So he's huge again. And I'm from, from the loose sweats that he was wearing shooting. I mean, he looked like he's gained 30 pounds since the last time he was on the court. I mean, it is, is this, and I, I, I can't ask if it's a mistake to have given him the big contract. No, but like, no, it's is, it's, is this it, just, is he just going to continue that. to break and then also get out? It's one thing to get hurt, but to not be prepared to return is just, and that's, that's him, been, right? That's, that's not, the real, that's not the that's team. That's not doctors. Thing. That's not staff. And it's, well, it's wild. Cause it looked like he turned the corner because he came into this season. He yeah, got he had, a he had a good attitude. He, he, said the right he got thing. it. He got, I mean, he was in shape. He lost weight. I mean, he looked like he finally was like, all right, you know, Look, like I McCall, get like that McCall psychology. Was, was the grown up in the room and talked to him and got him to realize, hey, you're a professional. You need to act like a professional. You can't act like a kid. And maybe some of it is when he gets hurt, he got frustrated with. with he might have got depressed and and depressed. And uh, it's not an excuse, but that could be some of the reason for it. But at some point, he needs to wake the fuck up and be a professional because with him, this team can be pretty much anybody, but he needs to want to put in the work. It's weird too, because right. I say like, you know, for any of us committing to eating, right. Working out and having that kind of a self-discipline can be hard. Uh, But you would think for a professional NBA, even NFL, you know, you get to that, that level, you, you get to that level because you have discipline. But it's weird that it seems like he doesn't have the ability to, you know, not shovel king cake into his mouth. It's so it's, it's pretty it's pretty wild because at this point, especially with some of the veterans that they brought in who are who are in his ear, and at some point he's got to take ownership of, of the situation himself. Yeah. It's it's frustrating, but we're better with him than without him. So uh, it's just and, and it's it's not only that, like that that's just one that's just one piece. I mean, Willie's had some issues this year. The organization as a whole continues to have issues. They need to really look 
at at every at everything their entire operation and make some kind of change because this isn't going to work again all right so yeah this final thoughts almost becoming an episode in and of itself uh which begs the question uh that now that we are a part of the fans first sports network whenever they look for their nba podcasts jason james are y'all gonna put your hand in the ring to be the official pelicans podcast of the ffsn <laughs> well it's to be honest the season started going down the toilet the last time we recorded one so i'm not sure that's a wise well, that idea. was when the dome patrol podcast put a pelican episode but Jason, you... what was the record when we recorded that podcast? <laughs> oh god we were like the we were like the had the second best record in the league in the west yep. i think <laughs> i mean really it was literally that night and everything fell apart everything since it's, yep it's just it's a huge commitment to commit to nba podcast because there's 82 games so you've got and, and it's every other night so you basically have to record every day because you need to do an instant reaction after the game and then the next day like what are we doing for the next one so it's and then there's a game so instant reaction it's it's just a lot i mean you've, you've got to be on here every single day to do an yeah. nba podcast yeah it's great. all right well, we're not. We're a Saints podcast. And so, but this is all the show we have for this episode. And we'll thank our loyal listeners for downloading each week, telling all of your friends about the Dome Patrol podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. Follow us on Facebook. Look for Dome Patrol podcast. We're still on Twitter at Dome Patrol PCAST and at Dome Patrol UK for our British speaking people. And if you want to listen to us the old fashioned way, we're still at Dome Patrol podcast. Say bye bye, donkeys. Bye bye, Kepka donkeys. Or hello, advertisers. Oh, oh, oh.